Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Don't make me love you. And that's going up against... Your Body. We've got a juggernaut of a song here, which is Your Body, and that's up against Don't Make Me Love You, which is a really, really nice pop song, actually, from the debut album Sessions. So without further ado, let's go straight into it and start talking about Don't Make Me Love You. So this is one of the Japanese bonus tracks on the debut album, which was released in 1999. And in some listings, it's sometimes got the parentheses at the end, open parentheses, till I'm ready, close parentheses. I said parentheses a lot. Okay, I'm not going to say it again. But um, yeah, it's one of the uh, bonus tracks um, on the Japanese pressings of the album. And it was also featured on the special edition two disc version of the album um, on the second disc with the remixes and B-sides. You know, the one that we've spoken about before uh, with the album inserted into this card packaging with the come on over visuals. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, This was sort of released... um, after Come On Over and after What A Girl Wants were all redone um, and released as singles um, just to sort of build upon the hype, I guess. Um, And uh, yeah, so this actually was included on that. Um, I do have that version, so it was available in the UK, uh, which I presume was also available in the US as well. But uh, yeah, let me know what different versions you have if you've got Don't Make Me Love You on your album uh, of the debut version. So this song was written by Shelley Pikin and Todd Chapman, and it was produced by Todd Chapman. And Shelley Pikin is um, a name that came up a lot in the debut album she co-wrote what a girl wants and she also wrote the single version or radio version of come on over baby as we know from the come on over baby episode um so this song was um featured on the soundtrack to the 2000 film the next best thing which starred madonna and rupert everett um and coincidentally this got madonna her razzie which we had to point out here not being shady but it's definitely an achievement to get in my opinion, um, because, you know, you can prove people wrong by doing better next time. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's from this film uh, and it was on the soundtrack um, at some point. Um, lyrically, the song is about wanting to have a friendship with the cherished one before turning it into a full-blown relationship. So I don't want to love you until I'm ready, until I'm ready that I know you and I know who you are as a person. Uh, and how well we'll get on and that sort of thing. It's a song very much in the vein of the rest of the debut album tracks. It definitely has this sort of 90s rom-com Disney pop vibe, um, pretty up-tempo as well. Um, The instrumental is a little bit like what you'd hear on like a Disney Channel teen high school sitcom, you know, like in between the scenes, you know, cast your mind back to watching things like um, you know, that's a Raven, Lizzie McGuire. You can sort of hear that, you know, in between the scenes as they sort of show where it's all set, 
um, and things like that. So it definitely very much lends itself to that era and that 90s vibe. Um, so as we've been doing with all the songs, we've been looking at favourite parts and favourite lyrics. So my favourite part for Don't Make Me Love You has to be this middle eight section where we get the layered vocals with the very minimal instrumentation. I mean, I love, love, love when she self-harmonises and I have spoken about this before. And then we get this sort of come on over baby style breakdown uh, where we've got these spoken vocals, you know, almost walkie-talkie like like they're coming out from a walkie-talkie um and it, it just turns very sort of r&b um it's very late 90s very early naughty sounding it makes you feel very nostalgic it is al- almost like um the sister to the come on over baby breakdown um in in the radio single version um it, it's very very um it's very cool i think that's probably why it's my favorite part as well my favourite lyric uh, comes from this part as well. Um, it's better with a little bit of mystery. Let's wait till we have a bit of history. I um, I like the rhyming part here with the mystery and the history. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's it sort of lends itself to the actual whole lyrical content of the song um, in that, um, you know, that, that mystery is still needed. You want that bit of vibe that's still there. Um, uh, to sort of keep going and make sure that the relationship will carry on going. Um, I, I quite like that. So this track um, comes from, like I said, it comes from the sessions that were done for the debut album, um, and particularly here with Shelley Pikin. They also wrote and recorded um, the songs Too Beautiful For Words and Dreamy Eyes, um, which along with Don't Make Me Love You were recorded. So all three were recorded, but didn't make the standard track listing of the album as there was not enough space. And back then albums needed, you know, the 10 to 12 short and sweet tracks, um, all killer, no filler. um, And uh, eventually the sort of other tracks that were released were going to be put on the singles as b-sides and things like that um so two beautiful for words and dreamy eyes were eventually released as b-sides um on some of the singles in different territories and so we did manage to hear them eventually um uh, and and also like with don't make me love you it was on the japanese pressing of the album initially and then ended up on this sort of b-side remix cd um so you know we do it is nice to see um songs that were left off um the standard track listing that we do eventually hear them because in more recent albums of christina's we don't really hear any of the leftover music we have more so more recently um especially with like liberation where she used the song wonderland in um her tour um as a tour sort of interlude and um she released it as a video on halloween and stuff like that and then we've had like um, a smattering of demos leaked because we know she was working on this album for a very long time probably different changes in sounds different producers that she didn't end up working with or the work didn't get finished um we have had that a little bit more recently but with um, albums like bionic and lotus and and even back to basics we haven't had any of these sort of leftover tracks that were um recorded or potentially even demos recorded we may have heard song titles but we've never actually heard any excerpts of the songs which is very rare um you know for a a big mainstream artist like christina because normally you get these leaking eventually down the line but christina's vault that vault of hers is firmly shut up and we will only hear things when we deserve to hear these things so um yeah a nice little commentary there about um 
about you know songs that don't quite make it to to be released but eventually get released somehow um so going back to don't make me love you there's not too much known about this track because it hasn't really had the fanfare like a lot of the debut album tracks have i mean a slight a bit more that it was on a movie soundtrack but of course like a lot of the debut album tracks um you know that second half sometimes they do seem a bit forgotten because everyone rushes towards the singles and the ones that were had a lot more exposure and then um later on in a career where you know the the albums have been more bodies of work and bodies of art things have been a little bit more appreciated but i think that it's one of those ones that have sort of been caught up in her discography as ones that we don't have a lot of attention paid to and believe me i did tech i do try to be like an encyclopedia of extina knowledge um on on this podcast but um yeah it's it's one that's not much known but it's a great great song i do like it very nostalgia inducing very happy very jolly and um very much suited in the vein of of debutina so let's move on to the song that don't make me love you is up against which is your body so where do we begin with this song this is the epic lead single from the 2012 album lotus and also track number five on the track listing um, and it was written by savin kotecha max martin shellback and tiffany amber and it was produced by max martin and shellback um so let's talk about Christina's work with Max Martin. She actually commented about working with Max um, sort of very much later on into her career when her peers at the start of her career, people like Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, they were all working with Max and she wasn't. Um, so, you know, at that point when everyone else was zigging, she was zagging. Um, and it's and she said that it's taken a decade for them to get together and cross paths, but they've both sort of admired each other's work from a distance um but it's been nice to sort of get together and work and um culminate their work ethics together and christina actually really wanted to let loose with her vocals and just be sort of very unabashed very signature christina um with a max martin twist on it um and uh, this is basically what your body is it's a fantastic pop song um so as we know it was the first single off lotus coincidentally i'm pretty sure christina wanted let there be love to be the first single from lotus and not your body i'm not sure where i read that or heard that but i feel like that probably was the case as we'll find out very shortly so your body um it's this very much pop R&B, electro, EDM tinge number uh, and then they've got these sort of dubstep light elements and sort of Eurodance elements in there as well. It's a big mishmash of stuff and this was very much in the vein of the sounds that were starting to become very, very popular around this time in 2012 where we were getting a lot of EDM songs um, and sort of classic pop Eurodance, Euro tinge, Euro influence stuff back into the charts again. So very much in the vein of what was sort of becoming quite popular at this time lyrically the song is about um anonymous hookups um and just sort of having fun without having any strings attached or any commitments or anything like that um be it slutty or be it carefree i'll let you guys be the judge of that um i think it's great though personally um so as it was released as the debut single it did chart in some territories. It actually reached number 34 on the US Billboard Hot 100 and number 16 in the UK, which is very commendable considering that there was very, very minimal promo for this song. I mean, sort of what I mean by minimal promo, um, 
you know, Christina was promoting Lotus, um, sort of only using her main outlet of being a coach on The Voice at the time in America um, and singing, you know, a smattering of the other tracks, um, Let There Be Love, and she was singing Blank Page at an awards ceremony, etc, etc. But the actual first single was never really performed live during any of the sort of few promotional activities she did for Lotus. Um, she did a pre-recorded performance on the Jimmy Fallon show with The Roots, um, where they recreated the song with office supplies, which I think was super, super clever. And, um, you know, sort of one of those things that did go viral at the time. Funny thing about The Roots, um, sort of coincidentally, Questlove from The Roots, who is the drummer, has done work previously with Christina on Stripped, um, playing the drums on, on a couple of the tracks. So nice little connection there. Um, but yeah, going back to this performance that she did with The Office Supplies of Jimmy Fallon, um, very, very clever um, how the song was recreated. Um, but that is sort of the only time that we've got that she's... On, on like film that she sang the song in its entirety um it's hard to find this video for that now as well because i think they removed it off jimmy fallon's youtube channel because they do that for some reason it has been posted around here and there on twitter and stuff like that so if you can find it do check it out because it's pretty cool um i know there's stuff that jimmy fallon's done with classroom instruments um with certain artists but this was sort of the only one that they did with the um office supplies which is really really cool there was also supposed to be a performance on The Voice as well when she was a coach. Um, we did see a member of her team that posted a teaser of a performance. Um, it was like a picture of her with um, her hair on this sort of light on the floor. Um, and we presumed that there was a performance that was being pre-filmed or pre-recorded or even rehearsed. And then nothing came to fruition. Um, something that I presume has ended up in the vault, maybe. Um, but um, we never ended up seeing this performance. However, we have been redeemed because recently Christina does use this song as part of the opening to her Vegas show, um, her residency, The Experience. And also it was used on the X tour um, in Europe and Mexico. Um, and uh, this is sort of um, not... The, the, the version that's on the album, the single version, but it was a, a remix version um, where she sort of starts the show with um, like Bionic um, on the X tour and on an experience, it actually is your body. And it's the remix version, which is the Martin Garrix version that was on the deluxe version of the album tacked onto the end of the track list, um, which turns your body from this you know, EDM pop number to way more EDM and it's got like breakdowns and it's quite grimy sounding as well. Um, Martin Garrix actually spoke about this remix and he said that they approached him, uh, the label approached him to do a remix for Your Body because they were aware of his work and uh, wanted him to do a remix of Your Body. And uh, originally the remix was only going to be released online, but the team liked it that much and Christina liked it that much that they wanted to include it on the album. Um, so it's definitely something that, you know, speaks volumes there because actually it's been included in a live setting now as well. Um, so no wonder it's it's included. It's it's a great remix, so do check it out. Um, Martin Garrix is known for doing the song Animals, which was this big, big, big hit. Um, I think it went viral absolutely everywhere and um, it was on the charts for ages. So, you know, he's, he's a really, really good DJ. He's actually very, very young as well. Um, so to have that success um, in, in sort of the dance world so early on is um, quite commendable. Um, so going back to your body, there are two versions of the song. Um, the one that's on the album, which everybody knows. And there was also an explicit version where 
you know, it's exactly the same setup, but just there's one change in the lyrics. So instead of all I want to do is love your body, it's all I want to do is F word your body, um, which is amazing. I mean, we love XXX Tina. Um, we like it when she goes X rated and really, you know, unleashes it all on on her on her vocals and performances and whatever. Um, but I think it's better that they went with love here instead because the song is so tongue in cheek. It sort of keeps it tongue in cheek rather than making it very explicit. Um, and I think also at this time when she was having a bit of backlash in the media and stuff like that, that prob probably would have added fuel to the fire. So it's just something that I think that they changed and it worked out a bit better. Um, for me and my opinion here, which I give a lot of, um, this is like one of the best and most underrated pop songs of the last 10 years. I mean, call me whatever for that opinion, but I think it's bloody amazing. I remember when it first leaked and I was just floored by these amazing beats and her voice and how relentless and unleashed it sounded. And I was convinced it was going to be a surefire hit. And of course, the promotion never happened and it wasn't pushed and etc, etc. And the rest is history. Um, but I just you know, this, the, the beats of the song, it was just so hard hitting and so instant. And, and that was just like, you know, as a one of her first singles, sometimes they have been polarizing, you know, Ain't No Other Man, completely different change in sound. Some people loved it, some people didn't. Dirty, as we know in the US, didn't get picked up as it did in Europe. Um, So this was one that I was like, okay, this is gonna do amazing, amazing, amazing. But of course we know what happened. Um. Speaking about the instrumental, the stems were released. So what I mean by the stems is it's all the individual parts of the instrumental all sort of broken down into their individual tracks and then they're layered over each other um, to, to create the instrumental. Um, they were released as part of this contest um, to remix the song on this random website. I can't remember the name of the website now, but they are available on YouTube. Um, there's quite a lot of the Christina fan YouTube accounts and fan sites that actually have them available there to download and stuff like that. But the instrumental has all of these really cool layers, which you can't necessarily hear in the main mix. And it's just so cool how all these components of a song come together like pieces of a jigsaw and make this amazing sounding popscape and this great record. So let's talk about favourite part and lyrics. I mean, it has to be the iconic. I think you already know my name. Um, it just... I mean, it should be on the merchandise, I think, t-shirts. The mid late of the song is just where she vocally lets rip. We hear these ad-libs and we have this dubstep light change in the instrumentation and it's just epic. So that definitely has to be my favourite part of the lyrics. And the fact that she uses the I think you already know my name bit now to sort of open her tours um, and open the live performances, that just sort of cements how legendary she is and how much of an icon she is. You know, we know her name, that voice, we know that voice. That voice, you will never mistake who that is. We know that that is Christina Aguilera. So that's, I just love it. Love, love, love it. So of course we have to talk about the iconic, iconic music video here. Absolutely brilliant. Directed by Melina Matsukas. Um, very, very seasoned video, music video director. Um, Christina um, plays this sort of badass, tongue-in-cheek, cartoony style character where she's going on this rampage after men and being told by an online psychic that she will have a killer week. And basically she's finding these men, seducing them and then killing them in this very sort of cartoony pop art style ways. So for example, there's a car which explodes with a pink explosion. She 
um, sp instead of spattering blood on the wall, it's blue paint. Um, she hits one of the men with a bat and then shiny purple confetti explodes out everywhere, which is supposed to be like a shower of blood. And then she sort of gyrates and poses in it, which is really cool. My that's probably my favourite scene in the video. And interspersed in, in sort of the story scenes are the scenes where she's in this sort of trailer park, where she's in a trailer and outside a trailer. She's watching cartoons and programs like i love lucy where you know sort of very tongue-in-cheek very cartoony style programs and also the singing the song outside of it um i remember watching this for the first time and just being just i was like clapping like some absurd seal it i was just in awe about how good this music video was it's one of the best music videos that we saw in a while you know since you know, back to basics days, um, even, you know, like we'd not seen anything that she'd really had like a story um, and, and all these different, you know, outfits and sets. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it was brilliant. You know, it showed personality. Uh, and of course, combined with the song, it was just amazing. And the fact that she was sort of embracing her curves as well, because at the time she was having a lot of um, stuff written about her about her weight change and her figure change and things like that and the fact that she was embracing it and had it on full show was just showing the world that she doesn't care and also just showing the world how much of an amazing visual artist she is um and it, it's it's definitely up there with one of her best music videos for sure because of the way that it just flows and and tells you this great story um your body is seen as the song by many fighters that should have been sort of her chart success comeback because she did have a bit of a setback with bionic and um you know lotus had these more sort of instant songs a bit more radio friendly songs and it is still seen that way by many fighters and even non-fighters as well alike nearly 10 years later from lotus being released it's one of those songs that feels like it was a, a hit that got away and I personally think it was recorded by any other artist and um, that was popular at the time. It would have been massive. But as we know, Christina was having this backlash at the time, has always been very, very underrated as well. You know, since since her artistic freedom has been allowed to shine, you know, Back to Basics, Bionic, um, Liberation, Lotus, it, it, she has just been not very much appreciated and very, very underrated at the same time. Um, and also maybe, you know, during Lotus and after the promotion, the, the, the album was just released and we could see that the mojo was gone. And um, that may have been the contribution to it as well. But, oh well, que sera, sera and all that. We know it's a great song, one of her best lead singles. And it still does have that cult legacy, which... Um, what more could you ask for? You don't want to just be putting out a song. Yes, it does very well. And then people forget about it five, ten years later. If you speak to a pop fan, pop music fan, they know about your body. They know how good the song is and they know how good the music video was. And it was a true return to form from Christina. So that's that. So we've heard about Don't Make Me Love You and we've heard about Your Body, but there can only be one winner, of course. So drum roll, please. And the winner is... Your Body! Of course Your Body had to win. Congratulations to Your Body. It's a fierce lead single. One of her best lead singles. One of her best singles, I'd say, as well. Severely underrated. Absolute tune. Commiserations to Don't Make Me Love You. You're cute and all that. But Your Body, we said at the outset, it's a juggernaut. 
something that was going to go up against your body was going to find it very hard to beat so yeah your body is a great 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 song so thank you so much for listening um join us again for the next episode when we'll be looking at a sultry debut album track versus a cover of one of christina's main influences for burlesque thank you so much for listening that is it for today's show if you like the show please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment check us out on instagram and twitter at extina track battle ta-ta